When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Corner here for Australia. Kyra Cooney-Cross, an in-swinging ball on the right boots to the back post. It takes a bobble. It's on the goal line. It's been turned in. Hayley Rasso puts it in, and now it is 2-0 for Australia. It didn't take long. Hayley Rasso has a break. Morgan's finished product, not there. Oh, it's a lucky break here for Portugal. Capeta shoots. Hits the post. That was the moment for Portugal. Welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio. Remember to shop winter at TKD. Yes, dramatic moments in the Women's World Cup over the last couple of days. Portugal hitting the post against the United States in the 90th minute, I think it was, in Auckland. The US, the pre-tournament favourites, were that close to going out. To talk about that and the Matildas, Jenna McCormick joins us on the line. Jenna, welcome. Thank you. Good morning. So that was pretty dramatic. Uh, the, the the pre-tournament favourites almost, uh, well, what, about the width of the post from going out of the tournament? It was, it was. And you'd probably have to think a lot of uh, the United States fans were probably saying that that, um, that that upright was potentially the player of the match there in that game. Look, it was really, it was really disappointing, actually, from uh, the reigning champions. They haven't really had a good campaign so far, and I would I would probably have to say that I've only seen one uh, good half of football from them out of uh, six potential halves here in their uh, group stage. So roaring signs for them. However, as you mentioned, they have just scraped through, which is obviously a very good positive sign for them. Hopefully they can turn it around um, and start producing some better performances uh, now that we are in the knockout stages. But as you said, Portugal, they were they were gallant really in defeat and, um, and, and, and very, very close to knocking them out and progressing themselves. So um, just, just really a good indication, I think, as well, of, of how far the sport has come and that most other nations are, are catching up. There have been a few surprise packages, haven't there, Jenna, in this World Cup so far? Nigeria, fair to say, better than we thought? Oh, absolutely, yes. With the, with the proof of, of, um, of, of beating us last time out in the second day um, of the group stages, definitely Nigeria's surprise packet. Um, and, and although Hazy didn't win any games, um, I thought they were pretty strong as well, and they have some very um, good players individually, probably after just... For after another four years, you would you would like to I would like to think that they would um, be coming back to the next World Cup, um, you know, in a position potentially like Nigeria are, um, and uh, proving to be really good and um, and getting their first points. So let's go back to the Matildas versus Canada the other night. What pleased you most about the game? Well, look, I think it was just a turnaround um, from the previous performance and. Um, the, the mentality shift. You could really see the shift from the players and, and it started from the get-go. So, um, you know, they were prepared really well, um, clearly. And they went into the game uh, ready to, you know, fight for everything and put it all on the line, which they really did. So I think it's the mentality that was the main 
the main uh, the main thing. Um, but um, you know, also I think it was just uh, once again, if I'm if I'm just being critical, I think like Canada were really terrible as well. Like they they for reigning Olympic gold medalists, they were. Um, you know, really poor in this campaign and they have a lot of issues going on at the moment with their federation. So, you know, they've, they've got a lot of distractions coming into this, but um, unfortunately for them, they're out in the, in the group stages, which is um, which is another big shock, you would think. Um, but, yeah, just going back to the Aussies, just the mentality um, shift from that first game and um, hoping that they'll be able to implement that in, in obviously in this next game. It was fascinating, wasn't it? Intent counts for so much in sport, no matter what sport you play, whether it be cricket when you're batting, whether it be um, Aussie rules where the way you attack the ball and the body, but the the Matilda's willingness from the start to be positive and assertive and decisive with the ball was really the the hallmark, I guess, of the performance. Yeah, I think it is. And um, when you when you compare it to some of the other bigger nations across um, the tournament at the moment. That's what they are doing that, to make this sort of difference. Um, and I think if you don't bring that mentality or that level of football from the beginning, you find yourself on the back foot, which can affect confidence. It can affect your decision making. It, it can affect the way that you play the game. So um, it was great to see them go in there with such um, yeah aggression and positiveness on the ball. Um, we, we we definitely are going to need that if we're going to progress through, um, you know, further into this tournament. Absolutely. And that's going to be the challenge, isn't it? Because um, they got into a must-win situation the other night against Canada, and obviously everything is must-win um, from now on. And it's a case of striking that balance between replicating that positive attitude and not getting reckless about it. How much credit do you give um, Coach Tony Gustafsson? Because he copped a lot of flack for the nervy and, and, and sloppy performances that we delivered in the first two games. Yeah, I mean, you certainly had to give him um, a significant amount. Um, he's the one that's leading the group in conversations. He he changes the way the language is around the group. He controls all of that behind the scenes. Um, he's a great uh, speaker, and he and and when you are around him, you you want to listen, and and he sort of captivates you in a way. He's got that like knack of speaking to a group. So um, I can only imagine um, that he certainly would have applied that in those team talks leading up to the game. And, and of course, the group is experienced as well. And, and a lot of those girls have experienced back against the wall pressure before and have overcome that in the past. So you you, you can definitely see that that group um, led the way. And, and, and it was just great to see, you know, the newcomers in your life, the Kyra Cooney Cross and Fowler, and, you know, Claire Hunt as well, um, step up and, and really meet those expectations without having experienced it before. Um, so it was a real whole team performance from, you know, the coach all the way down to the last unused sub, I'd say. Next opponent, of course, is Denmark on Monday. Tell us about them and what danger they pose. Yeah, so so Denmark are an interesting one. They're, they're sort of hard to predict um, what kind of performance they'll give you that performed really well um, against top top nations and then they've also fallen against uh, nations that they uh, sort of had been expected to beat. So a little tough with Denmark in, in predicting how they're going to come out. However, this is the first time that they've uh, left a group stage in 28 years. So um, huge history here behind 
um, the Danish national team and and uh, their country will certainly be getting behind them back home. Um, but I would I would definitely favour our chances to beat Denmark in saying that. I think that um, yeah, especially on on our home soil at Stadium Australia, it's going to be um, another one of those momentous um, occasions and huge crowds to get behind the group. So I don't really have any problem uh, here against Denmark. I think with our girls, it'll mostly be shutting down Penilla Harder, who's their uh, number 10, who's um, yeah their most dangerous attacker. Uh, I was at the game last night that they played against Haiti and they just look pretty uh, pretty good on the counter. Um, however, I think that they will, won't be able to handle our, our attacking front three and, and the pace that we possess. Um, I think we'll see a lot of possession our way. Um, and I just think that, that, yeah, Denmark will probably be a little bit off the ball uh, for most of the game. But in saying that, you know, uh, we saw Japan beat Spain 4-0 with essentially five shots on target and four goals. So they were super clinical, barely had the ball, uh, game plan executed to perfection um, and can produce a result like that. So uh, once again, this is the World Cup, this is the knockout rounds and anything can happen. Absolutely. And, of course, in soccer, you've got to be able to stick the ball in the back of the net, which we managed four times against Canada. You mentioned um, our front three. Who are the key players, do you think, for us when we front up to Denmark? I mean, I, I don't see him changing, making any changes to the starting lineup after that performance, um, a bar any injuries. Um, so, you know, our, our front three and Caitlin Ford, Mary Zeller and Hayley Razzo just proved too much to handle for the Canadians. I think the power and the speed to getting behind this uh, was was phenomenal. And, and Fowler, just with that composure as a, as a striker, was was incredible as well for her age. So, um, you know, that's going to be a real handful for the Danish defence. But you know, the Danish defenders, they have some players playing in some great clubs as well. Uh, in Everton um, and, you know, a couple of other clubs in, in England as well. So they know what it's like to come up against the likes of Sam Kerr. Um, they know what it's like to come up against uh, some of the best in the whole world um, playing in that league. So it uh, it's going to be a challenge, but something that they've been exposed to before. So um, we'll see if they can handle it or, or, or not. But, uh, yeah, I think our strike force is going to be too strong. We need an update on the most talked about calf in the history of mankind, Jenna. Um, what's happening with Sam? What's the prognosis as far as you're concerned for her? It didn't, to me, didn't look overly promising watching her on the sidelines the other day. She still looked like she was walking flat-footed, not wanting to put any strain on that calf at all. Yeah, look, I think from from that perspective, um, I think that the, the fact that we were up 2-0 um, you know, kind of put to bed that any chance of her getting on the field. I think they only, I think they would have only used her if they absolutely needed her because of risk of potential more injury. Yeah. Um, and and that was that was the case in that sense. She just uh, sat there on the bench. Obviously, the team got the job done without her. It's going to allow her another, essentially, another six days to recover, which is huge. Um, in that in that world, um, and and I think she'll be okay to start uh, against Denmark. Um, but how, how long she will play, I, I don't know. Um, it depends on how the game is going. I think if they go up, they'll take her off as soon as possible. Um, but if they are chasing the game, they'll leave her on for every minute that they can. But, um, you know, once again, thinking 
back onto on football and the history of injuries and, and match minutes. She hasn't played, obviously, a lot of match minutes leading up to this tournament and to this tournament. So, um, you know, that, that just tells me that she won't be playing 90 minutes anytime soon, basically, and it'll be a, an increase uh, involving her back into the game with increasing minutes, starting at probably, you know, your 45 um, potentially even starting at 30 minutes, um, coming off the bench to 60, to, to 80, to 90, you know. So um, that, that'll be the protocol. Um, but I think she'll be good to go for some minutes, definitely, um, as we get come to game day. So, um, yeah, it's positive, I think, for her. But, um, yeah, once again, she's got to get through all of the training days before she can even see any minutes on the field. Now, Jenny, you're calling Jamaica versus Brazil tonight for SEN? Yes, yes, that's another going to be another big one. Good luck with that. Thanks for joining us on the show. We look forward to talking to you more as this tournament progresses. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Mark. Jenna McCormick, of course, she is calling for SEN in the Women's World Cup. It's been a great tournament so far. The best, we hope, is yet to come. We'll take a break. We are, as always, brought to you by Isuzu Ute. You can live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. This is Mornings with Mark Duffield on SENWA.